Hello, everybody, and welcome to the True Fans podcast, where we talk to the true fans of the beautiful game. My name is Kieran Grudins. We are back for another week. The channel has gone over 100 listeners since the last time we did this. That's absolutely fantastic. The support's been brilliant. So we'll keep uploading uh, every single Wednesday and Tuesday. We uh, we had to change the schedule around a little bit, but uh, it's this is going to be an interesting podcast. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be looking. At- once I uh, get absolutely ridiculed for, for what happened at the weekend. But more on that a little bit later. Let me introduce, of course, the two guys that I'm going to be doing this with. Uh, one man is part of the TRW podcast, does so much stuff for our social media uh, over here now. Good friend of the podcast, Gary Best. Gary, you must be smiling every single week we do this due to your team's results. Yeah, I am. Um, obviously, the one that I wasn't smiling was Fulham, to be honest, because we drew, but it's, it's a football game. You can't win all the time. You can't lose all the time. You've got to draw. Well said, well said. And one man that I think he's going to give me a little bit of stick today. Uh, obviously, his team doing incredibly well at the weekend. Uh, Euro, Europa League this weekend as well. So, obviously, we uh, we hope that you're going to do very, very well. Sam is back for a second consecutive week. Thanks for having me on, Kieran. No problem, mate. No problem. Mate. I think he's. I think he's waiting for for the uh, for the <laughs> for the, for the jokes to start. So let's get into the games from match day twenty four. Then we're only going to focus on a couple. Uh, obviously, there was um, some real big talking points uh, in the week as well. The table is definitely taking shape now as we approach uh, match day. Um, 25 so we'll obviously have to see what happens this weekend as well but we start with that early kickoff let's get it out of the way Liverpool versus Leicester um, it started well for, for, for my for my team Liverpool but error after error after error let's, let's go to Sam first let's focus on the winning team I think I think that they deserve it um, Sam I'm guessing that you were a little bit worried when we uh, were 1-0 up but after that after that second went in, you knew you had that game uh, dominated. Uh, yeah, I think in, in all fairness to in all fairness to Liverpool, I think they dominated for like the first seventy minutes. Leicester were quite on the back foot, but then once that free kick had gone in, you, you started to believe that maybe you'd get something more. And then with the howler from Allison, just to let Vardy run into the net with it, I knew that from that bit would probably run away with the game a little bit. I mean, let's talk about them decisions then, because there were there were quite controversial decisions possibly in the game. Um, two in a matter of minutes. Would would you say that was a free kick or a penalty? I think free kick was the right decision. I think it was just outside the box. And obviously, there was an incident with the with the offside. I think that that could have been very very controversial. His hand, but they're saying that a hand can't be, um, you know, offside. So I'm guessing you're. Do you believe that Daniel Abati wasn't offside? Uh, yeah, if you watch the replay back, you can see that with Firmino's, Firmino's uh, like lunged his foot backwards, which is playing like it's just playing that. Like when I say just, I mean fractions. It's just playing him on side, which has allowed the goal to because obviously he's gone for the ball as well, so it would have been offside. If it, if he was offside, it wouldn't have counted because he's playing for the ball. 
So it's very, very easy for me to, um, you know, turn around and say, you know, Leicester, Leicester's not going to have a chance at winning the league, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's very, very easy to say. You're currently sitting on 46 points, seven, seven points behind Manchester City. And in situations like this, you've struggled to, um, you know, keep up with momentum. You probably lost silly games. Going into now this later part of the season where last season you you didn't, make the top four a lot of people were very very surprised by that if any Leicester Leicester players or management was listening what would what would your message be because surely you've got you've got to be looking for Champions League football I think the message would be just just keep your head up and play because if we could beat Liverpool I know they're going for a rough patch we could pretty much beat anyone because like this season we've played we've beat Chelsea we've beat Arsenal we've beat Tottenham We've beat Man City, we've beat Liverpool, and we drew to United out like the top six. So I think I don't think normally we'd do that. So I think this season could be a special one if we just keep our head up and keep going. Definitely, definitely. So uh, let's talk about Liverpool, Gary. Unfortunately, you'll have the uh, the lovely questions of Liverpool because it was a very, very, very poor performance. Uh, obviously, last night in the Champions League, the the confidence probably helped with um, you know winning against RP Leipzig, getting a clean sheet as well the Merseyside derby this week have they got to take that momentum in and just brush off these absolutely shocking results that they've been having over the past couple of weeks yeah I think they've got to take the momentum in from the Champions League game and kind of use it against Everton because obviously Everton haven't had the best of games obviously yeah they drew it to Manchester United but just they're looking a bit more poor or they're looking a bit more like I won't say downgraded but a little bit more down than they were and yeah, they. I think Liverpool are, could be in contention to win that game. Definitely, and I tell you, I tell you, the biggest thing is that Dominic Calvert Lewin is injured. He was he was dominant in the reverse fixture earlier on in the season. So I'm really, really hoping that you know Liverpool can, you know, as you said, bring that confidence in. Uh, let's talk about Allison Gary because it was a massive, massive mare for him. Um, he's had a couple Manchester City. Um, you know the week, the week just gone. Liverpool against uh, Leicester now. I think every goalkeeper goes through um, a really, really bad stage. Um, but you know, how, how do you do? You think Allison will get back to his best? Yeah, I think he will. I think it's just obviously with the injury, it's probably been a knock of confidence towards him. So I think that's why he's not playing a hundred percent. Okay, okay, fantastic. So we will move to the league leaders. A lot of people saying that they've already got one hand on the title. Manchester City beating Spurs by three goals to nil. An absolute masterclass from Man City, Sam. Um, Surely they've got to be um, on course for winning the title. Yeah, I think if we're we're all being honest with each other, I think it's Man City's to lose at this point of the season. I think think they're seven points ahead of United and Leicester with like a game in hand still. Yes. So, yes. Correct. So I, I don't, I don't see them losing many games. I see them losing maybe one or two. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think the teams played ridiculously well considering how poor they were at the start of the season. How many points they dropped? Uh, I think yeah, like I said earlier, I think it's theirs to lose now. Yeah, definitely. They've been a massive dark horse over the um, you know course of the season. I think they've only just started to be. Um, you know, come back to come back to life, really, and I think they've they've probably done it where other teams have uh, 
struggled. One man that has definitely not struggled to find form is Ilkay Gundogan, getting player of the month last last month. He's been on absolute fire. Um, what would what is the change of form that you'd put that down to, Sam? I think I think with De Bruyne being injured, I think he's potentially had to move a bit higher up in the midfield to more of instead of playing like more of a centre mid, more like a potentially like a cam to get get forward to join the attack. And I think I think that like a beast inside of him has been unleashed. We're seeing a new side of Gundogan that no one thought we would have. Yes, well, well said, well said. Obviously, I think I I read that it was possibly he was going to be the replacement for uh, he was going to get replaced by Rodri. And I think, you know, Man City have got a massive squad and I think Rodri coming in probably for, OK, who we, can we get rid of now? But he's definitely picked up some form. Gary, let's move on to Spurs. I feel bad that you're constantly getting asked the questions from the losing team, but a shocking performance. One man in particular, uh, Hugo Lloris, um, was quite poor. A lot of people said that Spurs would be in contention for the league, but they're now uh, currently sitting in ninth and I don't think they have the opportunity to, to get up there this season. I don't think they'll win. Uh, they'll be in contention this season. I think it'll be at least a top ten finish. If not, I'll be very surprised. And it's kind of the building up to showing how they could have been at the start, how they were at the start of the season until now, and it's just a downfall. Why do you, I think a lot of Spurs fans? This is a statement and a question. I think a lot of Spurs fans, when they sacked Pochettino and brought Mourinho in, they thought instant. Um, you know, tie, instant title contenders, you know, they've got to win a trophy. They're in the EFL Cup final against Manchester City, you know, momentarily. So, yeah, that's going to be um, interesting. Were Tottenham fans a little bit too ambitious to think that as soon as Mourinho came in, he transformed that team? Yeah, I think he was a bit ambitious. They were ambitious because at the end of the day, um, Mourinho needs to settle down with the club, get used to the players and everything. And he's not had that time to do it. So give him about maybe two, three seasons, you might see Tottenham win it. I'm not saying they will, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Very well said. So let's move on to uh, Sunday's games then. Um, Arsenal took on Leeds. We did a watch along live on Stereo. So if you want to go over there on Stereo and give the uh, True Fans podcast a follow, you can go over there. So uh, all of our reaction to the Arsenal Leeds game is over here on the channel. Me and Gary did it. Sam will join us very, very soon. Um, so we won't be talking about that game. We'll, we'll talk about the earlier game West, West Brom versus Manchester United. What a game that was on Sunday. Man United, uh, Gary, dropping two valuable points there against West Brom, who have been really, really struggling this season. I was very surprised to see that. Um, I think West Brom are doing very well. And it's kind of showing that they could be the contenders to stay in the Prem. A massive, massive figure. I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you there. They're currently sitting 19th. Um, 12 points away from Newcastle I can't see them actually staying up but it's a valuable point um, on Monday Night Football Sam Gary was commenting on uh, Gary Neville was commenting on uh, Man United's defensive issues once again Man United have been doing well this season but still the same defensive problems just keep coming up yeah uh, if I'm being honest I, I don't think Maguire <clears throat> I suppose I don't think Maguire seems to fit into their best partnership. I think maybe, I, th I think Man United fans might agree with like Bailly and Lindelof being the best two centre backs. 
But wow, you, you think you you think they've you think they have to change something and try and get something right? But he seems to want to stick to his guns and see stick to what he thinks is best when it's clearly not working. I think. Uh, you know, obviously you said about Maguire probably not being the best partnership with a, alongside somebody else. Is it a case of if Man United is bringing a very experienced centre-half, they've always been linked with Koulibaly. David Alaba has now become available. He's saying he wants to leave uh, Bayern Munich at the end of the season. If Man United get that experienced centre-half in, could you see uh, Maguire probably improving his game? Yeah, I think... I think they need it's almost as if they don't need an experienced centre back. They just need a good centre back that's also quick, so they can cover Maguire. So like David Alaba, he's I think he's I read something today. He's like set to join Real Madrid, but if you I'd go for like someone like Jules Kouande from Sevilla, who's good at defending and also quick enough to be able to cover from Maguire if he had a mistake or something. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think. Um... You know, obviously Sam knows a lot about you know the the other players and stuff like that. So uh, it took 83 seconds for Manchester for West Brom to score against Manchester United. They got that equaliser, but they were keep they kept uh, you know knocking on the door um, against uh, you know West Brom. They played incredible as well. That that lack of getting a goal is that are they going to look at the season and think that could be the game where we've lost the title, Sam? Yeah, I think they're going to look back at the season and think, like, it's going to be a lot of what-ifs. I, I, I don't know if you watched the game, Kieran, but West Brom could have easily gone and won that with their striker. He should have, he should have realistically had a hat-trick. But I, th- I think I think with uh, United, they don't have that one player that's going to give you, like, 20 goals a season. That's why I always, I always thought that getting rid of Lukaku was a mistake. I was evidently, as you see, his stats in the area are absolutely fantastic for Inter Milan. So let's move on to the later game Sunday. Another big shock of the weekend: Fulham, a club that you've criticised again and again and again on this on this podcast channel, beating Everton. And this is where my hope for the Merseyside derby this weekend comes in, because if we lose, if Everton are coming off a big defeat against Fulham then, you know, they're going to be struggling. Let's talk about Fulham's um, sudden sudden change of form. They've been playing really well, haven't they? Yeah, as you said, I don't give them most, the best reviews, but I, I've got to give credit to them. They've started to dig in the season. <clears throat> as it's like, they've finally seen that they have to play well to be able to stay in the Premier League. And I generally think if they can get like a run of form now, I could see them staying up. Definitely, definitely. I think teams have been worse. Um, you know, Newcastle being one of them. We'll move on to them. But Gary, let's let, let's ask you about Everton. Um, again, another defeat. I think their their great run of form probably ended a little bit. Uh, they've not, they've only won one one in the last five games, um, and now the injury of Dominic Calvert Lewin could really really hurt them. How big of a miss is that? It's going to be a really big miss because he was firing on all cylinders for um for Everton and he's pushing, obviously, the squad to do better. And now that he's not there, there's no one to kind of push and shove. Exactly. Obviously, getting that uh, equalising goal against Man United a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, I feel like Gary will um, definitely verbally attack me on uh, after the podcast if we don't mention his team, West Ham. Uh, a dominating performance against uh, bottom of the league, Sheffield United, 3-0. Um, Gary, I think your 
head is in the clouds at the moment about West Ham and just how you know how well you've been actually playing. I don't think you want to keep fall. I don't think you want to fall back down to earth with how good West Ham have been playing. I'm loving it right now, to be honest. It's we're just doing amazing, and it obviously yeah, you've got Chelsea above us um, by goal difference, but I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea might slip. Wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to knock your, um, you know, confidence or your belief in your team. But I'm going to tell you the goal scorers. I know you already know this, but for people that don't know this, Declan Rice scored. Issa Diop scored. Ryan Frederick scored. These are very, very defensive players. Is it the case of where? Possibly in the summer, if you get Europa League football, you need to get out there and get a, a striker because you can't rely on three very, very defensive players to get your goals? Yeah, I think it's we need to look for a striker and obviously like now with Antonio being injured, it's more we need to go out there and like search for that player that can kind of give Antonio a fight for his position, but as well be the backup role if needed. Sam, a very, very easy question for you. I do apologise that this is an easy question. Sheffield United, are they down? <laughs> they were down if they couldn't win for like 10 games. I don't, I, I don't see them getting more than like, I don't even know how many points they're on. See, so like, I don't see them staying up. No, no chance. First team down. I think they'll come back up pretty much straight away. But yeah, first team down. Very, very easy, uh, easy answer to a very easy question. Let's let's finish on the uh, the last game of this match day. Chelsea beating Newcastle and Sam. After a 1,000 minutes, Timo Werner has scored a goal in the right in the right goal. Um, is that going to boost his confidence? Yeah. I think it might boost the whole squad's confidence knowing that they could actually score now. And I mean, watch it. I watched the highlights last night. Uh, sorry, Monday night. It was, like, it was one of them ones where you couldn't miss. You really couldn't miss. But then again, we've seen Timo Werner miss from closer in before. But yeah, I think it would do... It'll do his morale really good and hopefully push on for the rest of the season. Definitely, definitely. Gary, unfortunately, I'm going to have to ask you a question regarding the losing team. That is Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle are in a massive, massive spot of bother, aren't they here? Um, currently sitting 17th, seven points from the drop against Fulham, who um, are getting some half-decent results. Yeah, Newcastle are in trouble, aren't they? Yeah, I think Newcastle could go down this season. Definitely, definitely. Right, let's get into our squad builder because this podcast is once again in collaboration with Challenge, the website where you guys can go over there and challenge yourself to a bunch of different tasks. It doesn't have to be football. I know that a lot of people um, definitely uh, are not a big fan of football, but you can challenge yourself on stuff like music, film, uh, obviously football, but loads of other different sports as well, just general trivia uh, books and authors so please do a go over there but we have uh, collaborated with them to do some squad builders and this one is dedicated to one Thomas Muller so listen up gentlemen to the rules that they have given to us uh, Thomas Muller is officially the most decorated German footballer in history we will celebrate the career of Muller with a squad builder full of all the players from German history we will use a 4-3-3 formation obviously we'll go through so I will ask Sam out of a short list of players. So that will be put in without any um, 
confrontation from Gary. Then, after we've done the whole squad builder, then we can also challenge uh, certain positions as well. The manager is automatically Thomas Muller as well. A lot of people are saying that he will go into management uh, very, very soon. So, uh, 4-3-3 formation. We will start with Gary um, to start this off. And we go in between the sticks. So, the um, goalkeeper's shortlist, uh, Manuel Neuer, to Stegen, Lehman and Oliver Kahn. Who is going to go in between the sticks, please, Gary? And why? You've got to please do give me a uh, please do give me a, an explanation as to why. If he was back in his prime, then yeah, a hundred percent. Fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, Sam, you get to do both full backs. Unfortunately, there's not a long list here, so this might be pretty easy. Two out the three: Philip Lahm. Andres Brem or Joshua Kimmich? Who are you putting on the wings? Uh, I'll go Kimmich and Lam. Um, I think I think for Lam, he had obviously he played for Bayern from I believe majority's career, majority's career, and it was potentially the best right back, slash left back in the world for major periods of time. And I now I know that Kimmich is obviously moved into like more of a midfield position but when he was at right back there was arguments that he was the best right back in the world when he played there so that's why I've gone for him Fantastic so Gary you get to do both centre-halves before we uh, we're allowed to go one each again uh, your shortlist what shortlist this is uh, Franz Beckenbauer Jerome Boateng Matt Hummels or Jürgen Kohler who are you playing? I'm going to go Jürgen Kohler and um, Boateng Okay, I think that's going to be a bit of a debate um, section there. I really do think so. Let's move into the midfield then. What shortlist starting with Sam? This is massive. I think this is possibly could be the um, the one we've the one we're going to be debating about. What's uh, great names here? Meza Özil, Michael Balak, Lofa Mateus, Bastien Swaisanger, Tony Cruz, or Marco Royce. Uh, Sam, please give me the uh, uh, one midfielder that you would like to see in the starting eleven. I'm going to go for Lothar Mateus. I think, I th- I, honestly, stats the stats can tell you everything. He was he was a bully in the midfield. He could lead a team, and obviously he's crucial to the teams that he played in. So that's why I've gone with him. Okay, okay. Um... Gary, I'll finish off the midfield, but uh, you get an opportunity to uh, have your say. Who are you saying that? If you want me to give you the shortlist again, you can do. I'm going to go Michael Balak. And why? Because uh, I think he's just an all-round great midfielder and obviously a Premier League legend. That was actually was the player I was going to go for, actually. Um I'm I'm going to go for Bastien Swaisonga for this one. Uh, I know a lot of people will say, well, he did do very much in the um, in the Premier League when he came to Man United. I don't really think it matters. I think he's a great player. Um, was fantastic in you know World Cup teams, and uh, I definitely think it um, deserves his place. I think it's the case of it's hard to uh, put anybody in above him because obviously they're quite new and you know the players still playing now so uh let's move into the attack then starting with the wingers um sam over to you my friend so we have serge nabry jared muller leroy sane or lucas podolsky right or left your decision uh i'm gonna go right i'll go jared muller because i i think i think he was 
I think it was great for Germany. I was like, in terms of scoring numbers, but also maybe potentially assisting with like the odd one. So that's that's, and you need someone like that up front. So I'm going to go for Ted Muller. Considered to be one of the greatest um, players in um, you know Germany's history, so he's definitely got to be in there. Uh, let's go over to the left, Gary. So obviously you got Lucas Podolski and mainly Leroy Sane. So which one would you be choosing? I'll go Podolski. Wow, wow! Do, do explain that. I just think Leroy Sane is still playing and he's not hit his full potential yet. Doing very, very well in Bayern Munich, I have to say. And uh, starting with attackers then, Sam, you get to finish this off. Miroslav Klose, Mario Gomez, Klaus Fischer or Timo Werner. Uh, who, who are you putting in attack? Uh, not Timo Werner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, to finish it off, I think I'll go Miroslav Klose. Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, yeah, obviously one of the German Germany's leading goal scorers, if not the leading goal scorer. I think it's potentially one of the World Cups may have scored. Or might have a record of scoring them. Like most goals are one World Cup, something like that. But yeah, I'll go for him as the final striker. I mean, stats don't lie, especially when you're a striker. So let's get through the team then before we have some debate. I think one position is definitely going to be getting changed. So uh, Neuer in goal, Kimmich, uh, Kola, Boateng and Philip Lahm, Michael Balak, Bastien Swijstunger and Lofa Mateus. And then we have Podolski, Mirosav Close and Gerd Muller. Um, Gary, do you have any sort of debate that you want to do? Nope. No, Sam? I I think it's got to be one of the centre-backs. I, I, I think I think Beckenbauer's got to be there. Yeah, Franz Beckenbauer. I I don't know if which one for, though. That's the only problem. I, I think you've got to... I think you've got to take Collar out because I think Boateng's been such a leader for Bayern. Yes, he's probably dropped off in a couple of seasons, but he's been a massive leader. You could say Hummels could, you know, possibly come in as well. Um, you know, in that midfield, there's always been that debate. But I think I think you've got to put Beckenbauer in there regardless. And I think Beckenbauer and Boateng will be a good uh, um, lineup. So do you agree with me? Do you? Do you think? Yeah, I'll back you on that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so Beckenbauer uh, going in there. I think he's. I think the the the, the harshest one. I think was in the midfield. Um, we we left out Özil, Cruz, uh, and Royce. Is there any other sort of debate on that, or are we happy with that midfield? Yeah, I'm happy. I don't think there's a way. I don't think there's a way that we can generally fit like them three in. I think we've put the best three in that is possible to get in. Okay, okay. So only one one swap there. I think the attack is looking pretty good as well. I do agree with Gary about Podolski for Sane. I think that's probably really difficult. So uh, we'll put that team um, on the uh, True Fans Podcast Instagram, which Gary controls. So Gary, please, um, I will send you the photos later so yeah. you can put that on and we can share. But obviously go over to Challenge as well. You can go over and build your own squad. Will it be very, very similar? Will it be uh, completely and utterly different to ours? Uh, let us know. Send us, in. send us in your squad builders and we can react to them as well. So, Score predictions, everybody's favourite thing. I feel like uh, this is going to be tattooed on to me every single time I do it because I've said it so much during the course of this lockdown. So uh, we have an app uh, and a league called Kiss My Score, which is uh, currently going on. Uh, I know a lot of you would like to know the update um, on the league. We'll get it up now. But if you do want the um, 
the details for the league, you can join us and predict uh, scores uh, from the match day. Go over to our Instagram again, uh, True Fans Podcast, and you guys can go and predict uh, the scores. We, we've not been doing very, very well over the um, other weeks. We've, I think we've been forgetting, but I'm currently leading Gary in second. Uh, Sam, you're closing in on third. Uh, you know, my dad, who's made appearances on this podcast before, he's in third. Uh, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that ends up uh, at the end of the season. So we'll start with two games that are being played today. Games that possibly uh, have been played with other match days, uh, other um, fixtures being moved around. So we start with Everton against Manchester City. And we start with the very best, Gary Best. I'm going to go 2-1 Man City. Okay, Sam. Uh, I'm going to go 3-2 Man City. I'm going to go 3-1 Man City. I'm going to... Burnley taking on Fulham. Fulham obviously trying to continue that great form. Uh, I think uh, Burnley is going to edge this one 2-1. Sam? Uh, I've gone for a Fulham 2-1. Back in Fulham. That doesn't happen a lot. For for uh, Sam Cattell there, and finally Gary Best. I want to go Burnley one nil. Burnley one nil. Okay, so uh, let's move into match day twenty five. Then the weekend games. Uh, we've got a big game starting on Friday. Uh, Wolves taking on Leeds United. That's going to be an entertaining game. I think uh, we're going to go over to Gary Best for this uh, prediction first. Leeds two, Wolves one. Oh, you're saying it like uh, you're saying it like they do um, sports report on the radio, uh, Sam. Uh, I've also gone for Leeds two, Wolves one. I'm going to go Leeds three one, three one Leeds, three one Leeds. Uh, the early kickoff on Saturday, Southampton hosting Chelsea. That's going to be a decent game. Uh, I'm going to go with a two one Chelsea win. I think that two Chelsea is doing fantastic at the moment. Uh, Gary, I've gone Southampton two one. Massive, massive predictions, Sam. Um, I've gone three-one South, three-one uh, Chelsea. Sorry, three-one Chelsea. Okay, I think Gary's nickname now. We we say that Sam does the uh, the big scores. I think Gary's going to uh, always be back in the underdogs. Uh, let's see uh, whether there's an underdog here. Burnley against West Bromwich Albion. I think West Brom may have got it. Uh, I'm going to go with a one-nil West Brom, Sam. Uh, I've just gone for a boring one-all draw. Oh, very boring, very boring. Gary? 2-1 West Brom. 2-1 West Brom, OK, back in me there. So, the Merseyside derby, half five Saturday. I'm going to be eagerly anticipating that one. Uh, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Liverpool, plus a Jordan Pickford injury. I hope that somebody studs him right at the back of the leg. Uh, Sam, you don't have to do the injury um, predictions, but please do give me your score predictions, sir. Uh, I've gone 4-2 Liverpool. S- sorry, four two. Yeah, I think you've conceded a few goals. Explain that. Yeah. No, no. Do you know? Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised because you've said that we'd scored four, not that Everton will score two. Explain. Well, I, f- I don't think Everton are very good anymore, if I'm being honest. And uh, even though you have conceded um, seven in your last two Premier League out- outings, I think you might uh, be able to it, score more it, than you conceded this week. Here we go. I wondered why he was uh, going to... 
I wonder why he was surprised that I came for him for the Chelsea score because he was doing some research with the uh, with the scores there. No, no injury predictions for Pickford. Uh, I'll probably put a Liverpool injury in there. One of the centre backs. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Uh, I knew he was going to do something. Gary, come on. Yeah, make all your jokes. Let's go. Do one, Liverpool. Thank you very much. <laughs> Gary's my preferred my preferred host to do on stereo. Uh, Fulham versus Sheffield United. That's a massive six-pointer. I, I can't go against Sheffield United, but I like them. But I'm going to have to here. 2-0 Fulham. Gary? I'm going to go 1-0 Sheffield United. He's really living up to this underdog name now. I think I think I'm going to um, introduce him now as Gary, the underdog best. Sounds like you're a boxer, uh, Sam. Uh, I've got two two one Fulham. Two again, back in Fulham. I love it. West Ham versus Tottenham, um, a London derby. There, Gary. We'll uh, we'll go to you last because Sam is going to give us our score prediction first. Um, two two one Tottenham. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Difficult. I'm going to go with sharing of the points. I'm going to go with draw. So, uh, Gary? I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. 2-1 West Ham. (laughs) Check out the TIW podcast with Gary Best as well, where we will not be invited at all. (laughs) (laughs) Aston Villa taking on Leicester in the first game. Uh, sorry, the second game. I do apologise on Sunday. Uh, Gary, get your revenge back, mate. Who's going to win that one? I'm going to go Aston Villa 2-1. <laughs> he just had to, didn't he? He just had to. Um, I think it's going to be tough for Leicester because Aston Villa have been playing really well at the moment. I can't see Leicester losing now. That's going to give them momentum. I'm going to be the nice person and say 3-1 Leicester. Sam? Uh, we're 4-1 Leicester. Check out the Football Fanatics podcast with Sam where I will be his only guest, not Gary. A massive uh, traditional um, traditional top six game, Arsenal taking on Man City. This game has probably come the worst timing for Arsenal because beating Leeds, of course, taking on a team which is high in form. I'm going to go, actually, I think Arsenal are going to put up a good fight. I'm going to go... A two-one Man City. I think uh, I think that's going to be a, an interesting game. We might actually cover that on the on stereo. I'm not sure yet. We'll have to keep you updated with that. Uh, Sam, I'm going to go three-one just for the fact that Kevin De Bruyne is rumored to be back for this game. And Aguero's on the bench as well, so we could see an appearance by him. Uh, Gary, I'm going to go one in Arsenal. He's really living up to his underdog name, but I think sometimes you've got to be a little bit re- more realistic with your score predictions, Gary. Um, Sunday uh, sees Manchester United take on Newcastle. Gary? Ooh, uh 2-0 Manchester United. <laughs> it's, come back, it's come down a bit a little bit more realistic. Uh, I'm going to go with a one... I'm going to go a draw, you know. I'm going to go one all. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to go one all. Sam? Uh, I've got 3-1 United. 3-1 United, okay. And Brighton taking on Crystal Palace in Monday Night Football. Uh, this is going to be difficult because I think Palace beat, losing against Burnley at the weekend. That was a bit of a shock result. Um, how did Brighton do? Uh, they, were, they, 
they drew, didn't they? They drew against Villa. So I think they're going to go with a draw. I'm going to go one all. I'm sorry, I literally, if I was doing the podcast on my own for a minute, then uh, Sam. Uh, oh, I'm going to go two 0 Brighton just for the fact they absolutely battered Villa, but they're obviously Villa's keeper made like nine saves, so I'll go two 0 Brighton. If Allison was the worst keeper of the week, I think Martinez has to have the uh, the medal of best goalkeeper of the week. That was incredible performance by him, uh, but I think Vardy's going to have a party. Um, we, we've already covered that game, Gary Brighton versus Palace, mate. Who are you saying? Um, uh, 2-1 Brighton 2-1 Brighton okay. I like how Gary's really happy when he gives his predictions he's like 2-1 Brighton he's like really happy uh, his voice just goes higher um, and then uh, on the 23rd of February so that's next Tuesday um, we probably won't cover that uh, on the podcast next week so we might as well just do the prediction now uh, we, we've got time Leeds versus Southampton um, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Southampton win. I think that's going to be a good game as well, Sam. Oh, uh, I, I, I like to get, have my title back of high guesses, so I've gone 3-0. <laughs> Just because I've been saying that Gary's the underdog, he's got a name. Um, but uh, yes, okay. You, you're allowed to have the... Um, you can have the, uh, the high-scoring title. Uh, Gary, Leeds versus Southampton? 1-0 Leeds. 1-0 leads. Okay. Okay. So now we finish on with a bit of a challenge for Sam, actually. So the podcast before uh, Sam came back, I gave Gary the quite impossible task of predicting the t- the top 10 goal scorers and top 10 assists. So Sam, this is your turn. Okay. So this is the challenge that I'm setting you. So uh, do listen up. So instead of doing the top 10, you can do the top five. Three okay. points... Three points for people that you can just name randomly. Two points if I give you the if I give you the country, and then one point if I give you uh, all three, the, which is the uh, the club and the country. Okay, so top five, starting with goal scorers. Uh, I will reveal how many points um, Gary got um, uh, at the end of this. Um, so. Let, let's see whether you can beat Gary once again. So, uh, starting with the top five goal scorers, who do you think's there? Uh, Mo Salah. That's a correct answer. Three points. Uh, Harry Harry Kane. Harry Kane is there. Three points. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin. He's there. Yeah, three points. So you've got three out of the five. So two more. Oh gosh, I'm trying to go for the teams now. Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Jamie Vardy's in top five. Uh, Min Son. Min Son is there. That's big. And then one more. Uh, you can. Oh you can go down. You can go down to two points if you need to, and I can give you the country. I'm trying to do it without. Um, so I'm going to try to go for a clean sweep here. I don't think I'll be able to. Uh, I don't think it is, but I'm going to. I'm going to go Gundogan. Gundogan is not there, unfortunately. So I will give you the country, uh, Portugal. God, is a Portuguese forward. Uh, Oh, is it Bruno Fernandes? Bruno Fernandes is the correct answer. So, uh, 
you got a very respectable 14 points. I can now reveal that Gary had 11 points. So you beat him with the goal scorers. Well done. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Sam loves this competition because he, he does win uh, quite a lot. So, um, yeah, let's now let's go to the top five um, for assists. Top five for assists. So, um, any people that you know straight away? Uh, is Human Son up there? Human Son is not in the top five as we as we are recording this. No. Oh, this this is among the struggle. Um... Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish is there for three points. Yes. Um. Oh, I don't. I, I don't like assist people. I don't think I know assist people. Um, is Bruno Fernandez in there? Bruno Fernandez is there. Yes, for three points. This is very interesting podcasting. This is just hearing someone go. Um, um. <laughs> it's how it's how my brain works. I don't think he's there. Who are you thinking of? Come on. Uh, the people. I'm, this is not my answer. But the people I'm thinking of is like. Gundawan, but I don't think he's got many assists. Say, so say, you, you've got Gundawan Tourette. You have. That's a great, pl- great player. Um, is, is Harry Kane in there? Harry Kane is currently top with eleven, so that is the correct answer. Yes. So you need uh, two more. I feel like I just want to speed this up now and just give the club. Yeah, can I have, can I have the quick. Can I have, is it two points for the country? Two points for the country. Yes. Uh, can I have the country, please? <laughs> This is going to be so funny. Uh, both of them are English. Not help you much, has it? Wait, what did we say? Where are they both? Both of them are playing. Both of them are English. Yeah. Oh God's sake! <laughs> oh no! Both of them are English. Why do I feel like one of them's a Leicester player? Because they're not. Hmm. I was hoping one of them was then. Uh, oh god god damn it Kieran why, why do they both have to be English but I don't know I wanted, I wanted like, an, I, wanted like an, I wanted like an obscure nation which would be easier to narrow down uh, yeah the clubs yes of course you can Aston Villa and West Ham now Gary you can you can say the West Ham one this is going to be hilarious if you give me the wrong one West Ham oh yeah, I forgot West Ham are doing good aren't they oh, it's a one off season <laughs> Wait, did, did, I, did I say did I say Jack Greenish already? You have already said Jack Greenish, yeah. So there's someone else that's English from Aston Villa. Oh, oh no, God. sorry, sorry, oh. that's my problem. That's that's my problem. Sorry, no, uh, one's from West Ham and one's from Man United. Sorry, that was my part. Oh, so that was, was my fault. I was going to say I thought Ollie Watkins then. Um, United, who's United's English players? A lot. Is one of them Rashford? <laughs> One of them is Rashford, yeah. So you do get a point for that. Uh, and then the last one with West Ham, are you going to give up? Oh, and there's only certain amount. I can think of like Jared Bowen. Is it Jared Bowen? No, that's that's incorrect. Um, Declan Rice. Gary, do you want to reveal? Aaron Cresswell. Aaron Cresswell is the correct answer. Yes. It's not good. How am I going to know that? Well, it's not. It's not the case that they're good. It just shows that he's got six assists in the Premier League. So that's in the top oh, five. I was, I'm thinking people are going to have like more than ten or fifteen. Let's get our only Harry. 
Eddie Harry Kane is higher, but uh, Harry Kane is struggling. So uh, we finish off. Gary has help, very helpfully reminded me. Star men, star men, gentlemen. So uh, we can, uh, all three of us can pick a star men, but we can't pick the same player. So um, we're going to go, let's go to Gary first. Uh, please do pick your star man. Oh, um, I think it's got to be a Bamiyang. To be honest, after that hat trick against Leeds and on his comeback, yeah. I'm now really, really struggling to think of one. Now you've said that. So thank you. Thank you, uh, Sam. I'm going to go for a Leicester player. I'm going, not one that you'd probably think. I'm going to go for Wilfred and Didi. Wilfred and Didi. I think he was Leicester's best player at the weekend. And he, he set a. He got also got an assist and stuff like that, but he also set a new Premier League record for the most ball recoveries in one game, which was nineteen. <laughs> he broke the record previously held by himself, which was eighteen. So that's, that's always good. Rubbing more salts in the wound, you really are, Cassell. I couldn't choose uh, Allison this week, could I? <laughs> did you choose Allison? I don't really choose Allison last week, did you? I, he's never going to get chosen by the rate of it. <laughs> 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 you might not have any Liverpool players. <laughs> to be honest, mate, to be honest, mate, team of the weeks at the moment, I've had enough of FIFA because I, I want to tell you a quick story, actually. Um, so do you, we all three of us play FIFA. So do you know that party bag SBC? Yeah. <laughs> Gary knows. So do you know when, do you know how there's like loads of different car types? Yeah. That you can get from it. So um, I purchased, I purchased for 180K, by the way, Tiago's one to watch. All right. Never been upgraded. Never been upgraded for starters. So he's a good player in the team. He's never been upgraded. So, you know, <laughs> you, you think brilliant. Out of all the players that I could have possibly chose, I got Tiago as an untradeable. Wait, did, did, you, buy, did you buy that card at the start of the year for 118? I did, yes. And it now goes for a whopping 37K. <laughs> I'm not very good at FIFA, as you can imagine. No, back to style, then. I uh, I'm gonna go for Gundogan. Gundogan, I think. Is, I'm surprised he didn't get one last week. Um, again, another dominating performance against Spurs. I think he's gonna hit one at some point. I think him getting Player of the Month probably stopped him last week, but no stopping him now. Gundogan's been an absolute fire this season. Don't know where the forms come from. Actually, no, I'm gonna change. I, I do apologise. Change that. Martinez is that Emilio Martinez is that his name uh, from, yeah. from Villa the goalkeeper yeah I'm going to go for him I mean yes he didn't um, you know it wasn't against a massive game but I mean to get a clean sheet from that the, the amount of saves he did so I'm going to go with Emilio Martinez so we'll see uh, who's the vic- um, victorious Gary was unfortunately victorious last week because he predicted Jesse Lingard. Uh, he did get one eighty uh, eighty three rated, wasn't it, Gary? Eighty one. Eighty one. So sorry, I, I gave him a lot. I gave him a bit, bit of a higher rated. Um, I think a lot of West Ham fans would like to see an eighty three rated in form. Probably not going to happen for a while. Um, <laughs> But that is it for the True Fans Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, obviously, this one is a little bit longer as well, but we've uh, definitely covered quite a lot um, this week. Um, I will let uh, Sam, I'll let Sam sign off um, this week before uh, I do a very, very uh, nice farewell. 
Uh, just once again, thanks to everyone for listening to the podcast. And also remember to check in daily for see if there's any new content on the Instagram page, Three Fans Podcast. Uh, once again, thanks for everyone, everyone for listening. Yes, thank you. And 